welcome back to another edition of Tailgate Season presented by the Cold Cans Network, where it's always a bad day to be a beer. It is now 2023, and we are back, folks. Um, you know, Jordan, New Year's resolutions, not a big fan of them, but I, I did say I'm going to try to stop being so negative on NC State. Um, but g- God knows they make it hard. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if they just know when I bet on them and uh, <laughs> just just say, you know, let's screw Jordan's money. Let's have it. Um, I know in a group chat with us, one of our buddies, and I said, Wolf, but nobody hollered back pack. I got a good feeling it was because of the fact that they know when I bet on them, they tend to, they tend to lose. So that they felt like a game because of that. Yeah. <laughs> And see, I don't even want to totally blame you because uh, we were in football this year, you know, 16 to 12 loss, four field goals, no touchdowns against Maryland in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. And NC State is the only team in the country that didn't give up more than 30 points a single game all season. Only team in the entire country finished with an eight and five record. That's how bad the offense was this year. We have an average offense. We win 10 games. We have a above average offense. We're probably in a New Year's Six playoff picture type scenario with the defense like we had. Um, so you know, and I, I mentioned this to you about speaking about this. You know how once again we're on the college basketball podcast and we're talking about football. We just can't get it off our mind. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but so I mentioned to you guys that, and for once, I think you really agreed with me um, that. Your quarterback is not it. Um, no, no. And so what he did was he went against a terrible Carolina defense, which Soft made the Charmin. Yeah, which made him look like he was a world beater. And then he goes and faces an average—I wouldn't say great—average defense that was um, just a little bit better than Carolina, and got exposed a little bit. I mean, he looked lost. I mean, the offense looked lost, and I was just he's, so he's very erratic. He, he's a good backup, and but he's not like a he's not the guy you as of right now. He's not the guy you want being the starting quarterback week in and week out. Yeah, but you know, next year he's gonna project it to what we currently have to be QB two. MJ Morris is still projected to be starting quarterback, and then we actually do have Brennan Armstrong. Uh, officially visiting NC State. Uh, that was announced today. And then on top of that, offensive lineman from Virginia, I think his name was Logan Taylor or something like that, six foot six, redshirt freshman. He's going to be visiting NC State. So s- still some stuff in the portal that's in the works. I, I don't know how I feel about the Armstrong uh, potential pickup at quarterback. I think we need depth because – you know, MJ did get hurt this year, and on top of that, we played four QBs this year. We probably need somebody in there in that QB room. I think he. I think if Armstrong comes there, starts. I'm sorry, I think probably started. Uh, and I, I don't think he's a terrible quarterback. He had some terrible games this year, um, but like we talked about at the beginning of this, um, way back at the beginning of football season, he had no returning offensive line. There's something to work through with that. It's not, I mean, that's not easy. You have no, you can't change protection. Um, nobody's on the same page there. And that's totally different. So I'm going to give, I'm not going to give him a pass, but I'm going to say he'd be better at state than he was. But, you know, if he comes to state, he's reuniting with Robert and I, his OC at Virginia from two years ago. Robert and I was at Syracuse last year. Anai's an air aid guy. 
who has a, a knack for making average quarterbacks and below average quarterbacks look good. Because if you look at the stats for Brendan Armstrong with an eye, two years ago without an eye last year, big difference. Garrett Schrader without an eye two years ago and with an eye this year at Syracuse, also a big difference. So I think the reason he's even visiting and we're, con- we're entertaining it is because he is familiar with the night. He's played in the night system and he w- was damn good under Robert and I as the OC. Plus I'm low key hype about a having an air raid offense in Raleigh. Not something I yeah. thought I'd ever see. Yeah. Um, speaking of the air raid, you know, wasn't it, wasn't I texted you? It had to be the lock of the year that Mississippi State was not going to lose that bowl game because, oh, yeah. Mike, how fitting was that? The pirate, pirate ship. There, Raymond mm-hmm. and James. It was just, it was just too surreal. You knew it was going to happen. You knew Mississippi State was going to win that ball game, no matter what happened. Oh yeah. Uh, did I ever tell you about how I um I might have, but I, how I broke the wheel on that pirate ship at Raymond yeah. James? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to the last podcast. That was pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, they told me not to touch it. I heard that probably about thirty seconds too late because the wheel at Raymond James does not spin, but. Nevertheless, they didn't catch me. Um, all right. One last thing on football before we jump into some basketball talk. TCU versus Georgia is set for the college football national title. Georgia, I think we all expected to be there, but the their route to get there was different than we probably expected uh, with their matchup with Ohio State. Uh, we'll mention that in a second. But how about TCU? The Horn Frogs yeah. have to be one of the, the top stories of this season. You know, Sonny Dykes coming in to replace Gary Patterson. And, you know, that uh, Max Duggan has been an absolute baller at quarterback for them. The Horn Frogs are a tough nosed football team and have uh, really proven they belong. And I, I want to get your take on this. I think that we're starting to see parity start to return a little bit more in college football because that's why I'm all in on wanting the Horn Frogs to win. I want somebody who is not a national brand to win the national title because I feel like that just could be just enough for the dam to break. And with the transfer portal being what it is, talent, you know, being on the move, I think we we could get some some future TCUs out there with the expanded playoff. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to expanded playoffs just in general. Um, it's going to be chaos, which I love chaos. Um, but what's, good, what's great about the TCU is, is they're like one of the first teams in – a long time to be playing for a national championship. And they had a losing record last year. That is wild to me. Um, yeah. Hats off to them. Um, you know, my heart was pulling for them. But then again, I placed a bet and it was against it was Michigan. Uh, and, you know, I found myself like, man, this is going to be wild. Um, but TCU, you got to give it to them. They, they beat everybody they really weren't supposed to beat. Um, Duggan is, and I'm, is he able to come out this year? I think so. Yeah. Um, he's not, he, he gives you everything he has. And I think it's, I think it's very clear on the field. Um, he's a quarterback. I want my Indianapolis Colts have no worse than a six pick. And there's no doubt. I want him as a quarterback. If he's there. I mean, who else? Somebody's going to lay it all out on the field. He throws the good ball. Um, he's going to run when he has to. And, you know, day in and day out, you're going to get everything from him. And just it's great to see TCU do all that. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. I'm glad that I'm pulling for him in the national championship game. 
um, against Georgia. They opened as a 13 and a half point dog. That is disrespectful. And they've been disrespected all year. They have. Um, and so I think they've embraced that role and they, they beat Michigan. I mean, nobody yeah. really thought that was going to happen. That was a hell of a defense. And they just I, still, I still think that Jim Harbaugh might have had TCU money line because his uh, goal line play calling was just, uh, it, I, it was cataclysmic. The Philly special at one point, yep. they have a they have a fumble, which I guess that's not Harbaugh's fault, but they have a fumble on the goal line. That's just not what you expected from Michigan in that game. And now we're hearing rumors that Jim Harbaugh was on the phone with David Tepper and is a inside track to a possible candidate to become the Carolina Panthers next head football coach. I've also heard he's uh, been uh, rumored to be looking at Indy going after him, Jim Irsay going after him. Yeah. So I think I don't know. He's had he had his run. He did what he. I mean, he made it in the NFL. Well, <laughs> I don't think he'd be a bad coach to get. Well, he, he played in the Super Bowl. Lost to his brother. That's right. He did. Yeah. When the lights went out, he switched the whole game. That's right. Yeah, it was that one. The Ravens versus the Niners that year. But uh, but yeah, and then on the flip side, we had Georgia versus Ohio State in a wild game. Um, Ohio State chucked that one away. I'm not gonna bag on the former Tar Heel kicker. Noah Ruggles, but you know he kicked. He shanked the shit out of that long field goal, but he wish, shanked the uh, shit out of that. I wish I wish we would have had him some games this year. Um, but he definitely. <laughs> it was funny because you know they had the thing come up where it's like clock strikes midnight and that kick one. Yeah, goes. and and it was just wild to me how that happened. Um, kind of, kind of threw him under the bus there, kind to get that field goal, but you had to do it. Um, and you know, unfortunately for Ohio State, it didn't work out well. Um, Ohio State had a good year, even though they did lose to their rival. But, um, you know, that Georgia defense, you thought they were going to go shut down them, and they didn't. Nope. Um, I was, they got exposed a little bit. And I have a little second, um, second guessing to myself how good that Georgia defense is. But we'll see. We'll see what comes out uh, Monday night. And I'm looking forward to that. Got that right. So we'll do a quick pick real quick. Uh, college football national title, who you got, dogs versus horny frogs? Mm-hmm. Um, pick, I'm definitely, I'm going with dogs, dogs on top. My, I'm sorry, I'm going with them. I hope they repeat, be the first team since USC, I think. Isn't that right? Mm, no, nah, the Florida Gators, right? I don't know. No, that was basketball. Yeah, I think you're right, USC. Yeah. I think. So that that would be kind of cool to have. No, but then again, USC yeah, lost I, to Texas, so maybe not. I don't remember, but I would love to have, like you said, the the craziness happen where it's like, oh shit, it's not a blue blood, it's not a dog. I mean, it's not a, it's a, it's an underdog that comes in and nobody picked them at the beginning of the year, and that's another like national champion. So that just speaks how good college football is. Yep, I'm not picking with my head. I'm picking with my heart. I'm going for the team that a lot of people had in last place in the Big 12 to start the year to go from worst to first and win the national title, Max Duggan. I think he's going to hopefully uh, throw and run all over the Georgia defense. You know what? I was all in on Georgia until they finally won. I'm not a Georgia Bulldog fan, so now they're part of the elite in my mind, and I'm, you know, let's down with the elite. I'm, I'm part of the working man, and TCU is now the working man. So give me the Horn Frogs. 
All right, we we done with college football talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're uh, we're <laughs> done with the college fr- football portion. <laughs> uh, be sure to give us five stars and a great review wherever you get your podcast. And for this podcast, it will be Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Click in the description. We had uh, we had some issues with the the um, link that we were using for the voicemails for this. We have now got that corrected. We have a new provider for our voicemail link. It is the URL is speak sp. E-A-K, pipe, P-I-P-E, dot com slash cold cans. Um, it will be linked in the description on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Click the description for that. Leave us a, a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. We'll play it on the show, assuming that it is, um, you know, appropriate enough for the air. But we'll play it on the show. Love to hear from you. Tell us what we got right, what we got wrong. Or if you just want to tell us, fuck ourselves, you can do it there too. It'll be in the description, speakpipe.com slash cold cans. You'll see the country and cold cans logo um on the landing page pretty simple click the button say your piece click send we'll get it all right on to the basketball so we had a little bit you know of a break as you know everybody kind of did the um the the games get a little more spread out over christmas but we're back it's 2023 start off with uh top five power rankings right now for the acc basketball if you want to kick things off with five and go to one Okay. Um, let's see here. Um, I still think my my number number oh, four five. Sorry, I had a brain fart there. Um, I actually got to pull up my thing, but I um, I'm a little worried about what we got because we talked about this a little bit earlier about how um, tough it is to win on the road just anywhere in college basketball. It's different. Um, you have freshmen come in, you have turnovers, you, you have transfers now with the portal. And so I, I think it can be um, – we're starting to get to the meat and potatoes of basketball season here. So this is where the cream's going to rise here. Um, I'm going to go with my number five. Um, let's, I'm, I'm going to go with actually – I'm going to go with the Clemson Tigers. Um Yep, I'm I'm impressed with what Brown, the Brad Brownell is doing there. Um, I think they're a very good, solid program, um, and they they've been sneaky good. They're three and zero right now in the mm-hmm. uh, in the conference, which is is saying something because there's not a lot of teams that are undefeated in conference. There's actually only three right this second that are. Um, so I'm going to go with them at number five, number four. As of right now, I'm I'm gonna go with um you you, you gotta go with the uh team, the other team that's three and zero. I'm going with Pitt Panthers. Um, I, I'm going crazy. This is just right now on January third that this is the power rankings here for the top five. Um, I think that they they've done enough. Uh, Capel, we thought coming in, we didn't know what to expect. Seat getting a little warm. Um, but here they are, and they're winning games at 3-0 in conference. They beat Carolina here recently. Um, it was at Pitt in the zoo, as they call it. Um, but, you know, it was a good win for them. Uh, I think number three is I'm going to go with Carolina. Um, I, I still think that they're going to – they're turning it around. I mean, they're terrible at the beginning of the conference play, the one and two. Um, but there's too much talent on that team. There really is to be 
um, to stay this low. I think they turn around a little bit, and we'll get more into that as we go on in the show. Um, <clears throat> number two, I have <clears> – <throat> wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's not going to make any sense. Back up, back up, back up. Back up. <laughs> you have to redo this because I just looked, and that, that doesn't make any sense at all. Sorry, Clemson, you're out. Number five, let me restart this. I'm sorry for the podcast. Number five, I'm going to go with Carolina. Okay, we're going to move them back. They're going to five. Okay, number four, I'm going with um, still the Pitt Panthers there as of the second. Number two, number three, I'm going to have the, uh, the Duke Blue Devils. Um, they got a tough test coming up, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, they go to uh, PNC, um, the home of the Hurricanes, as I know them. <laughs> um, this they got that coming up to tomorrow night. That's going to be a hell of a ball game. Um, number two, I have the uh, Miami Hurricanes. Uh, their guard play is just very good um, with Wong. And the other guy they got that always seems to slip my mind. But Jim Laranega, he does great with that program, usually always. Um, and so they have some big wins. They're undefeated again in conference play. Shocker. Um, we'll see what happens as the season progresses. And number one, I still have Virginia Cavaliers. Um, they're up there and they're just they're just good, man. They're always good. They have what's his name? The point guard that seems like he's been there forever. I feel like I say that more and more because of the COVID years and all this yeah. stuff that throws it off. Um, but they just play a terrible style of basketball to watch, but they win. Um, uh, down there in Charlottesville, is tough to win at anyway. And then you have Tony Bennett coaching. He's won a title. Um, he knows how to get it done. So those are my top five, even though it's a little sporadic because – I had a brain fart here and had everything all messed up, and I apologize. But anyway, those are my top five. So what say you, Logan? What say you? So <clears throat> mine hasn't changed that much, just more been reshuffled. Uh, number five, I have Virginia Tech. I still am a believer in Virginia Tech. I know they've dropped a couple conference games here recently, but still a, a, a tough ball team to, to face, and especially when you got to play them in Castle. So I, got them, I dropped them down some. Um, but I still think, you know, all hope is not lost for the Hokie Nation. Before I got the Tar Heels, um, you know, it, it's it's funny. We both have them in the top five at, with a nine and five record and one and two in the conference. But I just don't think they've looked that bad. You know what I mean? They're kind of been the opposite of football where I didn't think football team looked that good and they were barely winning games. This team has barely lost games and yeah. they've lost barely lost games to some damn good teams like when they played the Alabama game. So you got him at four. Um, number three, I've got Duke. Uh, Duke just can't have the full roster available. Um, they got ran off the court by Wake Forest uh, a week or two ago. and But they were without two key players. If they could ever get everybody on the floor at the same time and get some cohesion with the talent they have, they can be a dangerous team. But Duke's been good, just not real good so far this year. Um, excuse me. Uh, number two, I have Virginia, actually. Um, still believer that they're you know top three in the conference easily, but I got them at number two in favor of the Miami Hurricanes. Miami has just looked real good. Um, their their guard play has been fantastic. Um, the way, thing that sticks out to me the most is they're 3-0 and on the road uh, <coughs> right now. 
when you have a good road record, you know, you've got good guard playing, you you have a pretty good team. Uh, and Lord knows that NC State game hurts even more with how good Miami actually is, considering that we had a nine-point halftime lead and a 16-point lead in the second half and then didn't lose the lead until less than three minutes to go in the game. Uh, that would have been a nice one to have on the resume. But I think Miami, as of right now, this week is the best team in the ACC. Yeah. Um, let, me, let me get your thoughts about this. What's wild to me is the fact that we have Duke not getting talked about. They're just – it's wild to yeah. me, you know, <laughs> obviously Cage gone. And it's wild to me that, you know, nobody's talking about them. And it's it's weird to me. I'm not used to this at all. No. And, so, um, and they're 11-3, and 2-1 and one in the conference. It's not like they're, they're silently just <laughs> yeah. – It's, weird it's under me. the radar. <laughs> it's weird. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of what's going to happen. As some of these older coaches um, retire and move on. I mean, where does Syracuse go? Where does Michigan State go? Where does, you know, other teams like that go um, as these coaches get older? And so you got these blue bloods that are getting turned over um, that, you know, for the first year or two probably won't get talked about because of, you know, the first year of their new head coach. It's going to be uh, – We'll see. We're not going to talk about them because we'll see what happens. Um, but it's it's really strange for me to have a basketball season where in January I still haven't heard a whole lot about this Duke team. Yeah, and it's not only like, you know, Mike Krzyzewski's last ride last year to John Tarrant's first year. Obviously not going to be as much media attention, but also this is probably the least familiar roster they've ever had since yeah. Duke has been Duke, um, even in the one-and-done era. They've still had some mainstays and role players, mainstays and guys who developed into ballers by their junior senior year. This Duke team has one guy from last year's Final Four team that played significant minutes last year, and it's Jeremy Roach. So of that, it's a bunch of new faces. Yeah. I think it's a perfect storm for Duke to fly under the radar, <laughs> at least for a good part of the year. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing right now. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just – College basketball, man, you, you never know what you're going to get day in and day out. And these losses that are on the road with these teams, you've got to just um, – I'm bad for it. I texted you earlier, the sky's falling in Carolina, um, I feel like. But you, I have to realize this, and other fans of the sport have to realize this, it is tough to win on the road anywhere. You're getting your best shot. And these players that come in new – or the transfer, they come from these schools that aren't used to having target on the back. And now when they come to these blue bloods, they have targets on their back every single night. And it's going to be like that all year long. Oh, yeah. And I, that's something that they have to get used to and they need to get real, used to real quick if they want, if these schools want to continue with their winning ways that they've become accustomed to, especially for the fans that have become accustomed to it. But that leads me to a question of is UNC back? And if they're not, Jordan, when will they be back? Because I think they're starting to get back there, right? So I'm going to give you most of the time on this, but I'll lead off with I think they're starting to get back. Um, I realize they lost to Pitt here recently, but as you said, Pitt's 3-0 in the conference right now. So how good is Pitt right now? We don't know. But UNC has looked a lot better. Now, one interesting stat I saw is when Armando Baycott is taking the most amount of shots on the floor, UNC's undefeated. When the guards are taking more shots than Baycott, those are their losses. 
So I think it's pretty clear what the formula is for this particular team on what to how to win ball games. You got to run it through the big fella down low. They yeah. got the double double machine. So that's my question for you: Is UNC back? And if they're not, when will they be? So what really bothers me a little bit about this UNC system that we have going on is that you see, and as a Carolina fans, as Carolina fans, you're used to the big man being the focal point of the offense. You run it down low. You you get feed it to him. You go inside out. Yeah, and, Roy would put two of them on the block. He didn't believe in a stretch four. Right, and so you run inside out, and he's going to get fouled, and you have to have a big man that can hit free throw. Okay, Baycott's not terrible from the free throw line, but we don't feed him enough to get the boys out. What we do now, we have Caleb Love, and and really Caleb Love that just wants to run the offense, and it drives me crazy because. We see we see what happens, and um, you know Caleb Love can take over games. Sure, no problem. He can do that every once in a while. But he just gets where he just calls Caleb Love too much, number too much, and doesn't feed it into Baycott and Nance. And um, you know it, it really bothers me sometimes. And that's why you lose a ball game when you run it through the guard play. That's not the Carolina way. That's usually not what is effective for Carolina. Um, I don't. I don't know, Logan. I'm kind of I'm scared to see what's going to happen here. Um, I, I'm really worried about my boys, like I was in January last year, and it turned out to be a mute point. Um, but it's you know I don't I don't think they're back. I um, I, I think that they have some more. Uh, they have to win some more big games. They had a big win against Ohio State. They had a big win against Michigan. That was a good win. Um, by the way, fuck Howard, Juwan Howard. I hate him. Um, but I, I just I don't understand what is going on. And they might have it clicking in. But I'm t- I'm standing on, before you today on January 3rd, and I'm telling you, Carolina's going to end up being an eight or nine seed again. That's what's going to happen in the tournament. And, you know, you never know what happens with those matchups. And so, could they get bounced in the first round because of a terrible play? Sure. Um, but it, it, I don't know when they'll be back. They have to go win some of these games. They have big ACC games. They have Wake Forest tomorrow night. Um, I'll be there in Chapel Hill for that at 9 o'clock tip-off. That is going to be tough for me to get back and go to work in the morning. Um, but <laughs> it's 9 o'clock tomorrow night against a good Wake Forest team. and. They're a ten and a half point favorite. I'm like, what is going on? Um, it's it's just it's wild to me to see what happens with um, with Carolina, what they're doing now. I'm not in full panic mode. I'm in like alert mode because I'm like, we got to start doing something. Um, if Carolina can go beat Wake Forest, if they can beat a, they got Clemson not too far away. They got the Wolfpack. In Chapel Hill, um, you know, if they can win some of those games against high quality opponents, they lost to Pitt, lost to VT. If they can, you know, muster up a way to win some of these games, sure, they'll be back, um, and I'll be fine, and there'll be no worries. But they have to win some of these games, and they have to win at home to help make things a little easier in ACC play. But um, to answer your question, they're—I don't think they're back, and they'll be back if they pull out some of these big wins. So your official position is they're four losses away from you dusting off your fire Hubert Davis shirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, 
I, I'm not gonna act like last year I wasn't like, uh, is he really cut out for this job? Because I was. Um, uh, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and lie about that. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. If he, that about four losses, he'll <laughs> be panicking. Um, now he can. Uh, he's known to recruit. We got some big recruits here recently. Number one point guard recently from one of the upcoming classes. Got another big uh, a junior that's going to be a junior this year in high school. Um, got him to commit, but, you know, they can flip-flop in that next year anyway. Um, so I'm not taking too much uh, money to the bank on that one. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not going to say fire him, and he's not the right move because I obviously uh, maybe crow last year. Um, but – I, I, I'm just kind of worried about which way and how I want to know why the system that's worked for so long, why we aren't using that system a little bit. I think you need to update the system. Take one of the, I've always said if Roy could have coached for 10 more years, if he was willing to Change. make the, make the four man a stretch four that can step out and shoot the three and start uh, switching on screens and defend the three ball. That, those were really Roy's two big issues in modern basketball. Other than that, still a damn good coach, Hall of Famer, top five all time. But, you know, he was a little old school on some stuff, and the game had changed. Let me tell you what my biggest problem is, is we always have this problem. Every Carolina fan knows that there's going to be a guy that sits there and hits five threes in a game and goes off against Carolina. It's going to happen every single night. And it, so it bothers me how us as fans know this and how we don't, we continue to go under screens and let the guy just take off. I don't get it. Fight through the screen, go over top, have a man shade a little bit, show himself. Um, Logan, you didn't mean to fire me up. But now that I'm starting to talk about it a little bit, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting a little fired up here thinking about this. Um, but, you know, we'll see January 3rd. If they come out of January with the losing record, yeah, I'm going to be in panic. <laughs> well, time will tell. Um, all right, moving over to you. You mentioned the ten and a half line for the Carolina Wake Forest game. You didn't understand that. I don't understand. I do partially, but I don't really understand the the Duke being only a three point favorite over NC State tomorrow night on Wednesday, January fourth. Um, it's so look. PNC can be a house of horrors for Duke. They've lost roughly about 50% of the time over the last decade when they come to PNC. But three points seems like an awfully low line. I Like if it would have been maybe seven or eight, maybe even six and a half, I would say that's more reasonable. But Duke being minus three in this game is crazy to me. Just because this NC State team seems to me like a less talented version of 2000, mid-2000s, 2006 Duke, where – Good guard play, can shoot the rock, but you rely on being hot from the outside, <clears throat> and they're dangerously thin down low. And it's it with Mahorchich being out, <clears throat> this team has not been the same. Now, there have been some positive signs coming from people connected to the program saying there's a chance Mahorchich could be back by late January. If that happens, you know, who knows what can what will be the – Scenario for the pack, but the reality is NC State has starting with Clemson, which they lost last Friday. The next seven games after that Clemson game, we're playing every team we play that if we win, it'll be considered a quad one win. We got Duke, uh, went tomorrow night, have at Virginia Tech at Castle on Saturday, 
And it's just like, this is the meat of the schedule. They've got to go 500 during the stretch. They're already 0-1 to start that eight-game stretch. Got to go 500, I think, for them to make the tournament because they got to get some quality wins on the schedule. They've had a couple opportunities so far and dropped the ball. Um, they've, they've had some decent wins. They've beaten everybody they're supposed to, but they've had some decent wins. But, you know, the Kansas game, the Miami game were ones that got away from them. The Pitt game, you know, that got away from them. Bet just bad shooting and I lost by six. I'm on the verge of just saying I think NC State's going to suck this year again. And the question I have for you with this is if the, let's pr- go on the pred- uh, predication that they do suck this year. Moore just doesn't come back in time. Even if he does, chemistry's thrown off. NC State sucks. Oh no, we suck again. Um, do you think they actually pull the trigger and and? Fire Kevin Keats. And I, let me put my usual disclaimer. Kevin Keats seems like a really good dude. Real nice guy. <laughs> but I'm not really a fan of his basketball coaching prowess. Um, so, you know, when you sent me this lineup, that's why I wore my UNCW shirt today. <laughs> Kevin Keats is the winner. Um, but so, <laughs> so you, like you said, okay, so this, this is going to be what saves him right here. Is this month of January? Um, you got you like you said you had your loss against who was it you just said Clemson on Friday. Clemson. Okay, then you got Duke coming up. Okay, if you potentially could go zero and two. Okay, then you're looking at Virginia Tech. Not a cra- It's a it's a wild place to play. I don't know why the fans ain't even close to them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's wild. But it is it's tough to play there. So I mean, let's just say you go and three. You go and play Carolina at Carolina the 25th of January. So you got another one there. And then I don't know who you have in between. <clears throat> but Keats has got to beat at least two of those, you would think. And yeah. the year he had last year, being last in the conference since the first time in God. Ever. Ever. We've okay, we never so we we never had finished last in the conference. We never had lost twenty or more games in a season until last season. Well, I'm gonna Ever. I'm gonna go ahead and give you this answer. If with the year he had last year, and if he doesn't produce a team that makes it through the first, he he needs to make it to the tournament. Number one, number two, he needs to win one, possibly two games. And then I think he's safe. If he doesn't, I think he's gone because of the year he had last year. Because last year, we talked about this, and he should have been fired. He should yes. I, I don't know how he was still here after last year. Like we talked about, it must it had to be the money situation. It had to be the money. He had that ridiculous automatic two-year extension yeah. that was built into his contract that he had the choice to exercise, and he did. So, But if he, if he – could you imagine not making the tournament – Finishing last in ACC last year, and then not making the tournament this year. I mean, well, I don't think he's made the tournament since his first year when he was playing with with uh, the Gottman's recruits. Yeah. So, you know, my, the answer to your question is, yeah, he's he's if he doesn't produce here this month and misses the tournament or doesn't do something ACC tournament or something nuts, yeah, I think he's. If they don't fire him, you're gonna have alumni boosters. Everything is going to be curious. I mean, I'm not saying State's always a, a basketball powerhouse, but you're in the ACC and you're in there in the Tobacco Road. 
competing against Duke and Carolina every year, and and you can't make the tournament two years in a row. We haven't like we haven't made it in years. And the crazy thing is, people forget. And the further we get away from these times, like it's you know it it gets more and more ridiculous to the kids. But state is as of the end of last season, the twenty fourth most winningest program in college basketball history. This is not a team that is like they're just trying to get over the hump. They've never been there before. They've they've got two national titles in relatively modern basketball times. They have more. Yes. Modern basketball time is 83? Yes. Uh, I don't know about modern. Okay, Michael Jordan didn't play in the modern game, though. <laughs> That's fine, but he played in the NBA in the modern game. Actually, if you want to go by the strict definition of the modern game, he didn't. They I played, guess. They played rugby in the 90s compared to what they do now. Well, to be honest, Logan, I don't think of us as 28-year-olds. It seems like when somebody says <laughs> uh, 10 years ago, I'm thinking of 90. 98, 94, somewhere in there. <laughs> 10 years ago, it was 2012. Yeah. <laughs> she had 2013. <laughs> we graduated high school then. So, I don't know. It's it's wild to me. Uh, but, you're. I mean, I guess you would be right then, Logan. I guess uh, Michael Jordan did play in the modern era. I, don't <laughs> think, I mean, I guess you're right. Pull the banner down. <laughs> <laughs> Pull a banner down. 82 uh, don't count no more. <laughs> oh, I ain't pulling it down. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, hey, you guys can keep your uh, first round NCAA, second round. Y'all keep that band at the PNC. You got to have something up there other than Cage jersey. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's just crazy, though, because the more program wins than Michigan State. Like, it, it shouldn't be almost six years in between tournament appearances. Like, we're not sitting here saying we go to the Final Four every year. Make the fucking tournament. Yeah. Like, it, it's 68 motherfucking teams go to the tournament every year. Now you, yeah, I was saying now you added four more to get the play-in. Yeah. Even the play-in count as a tournament. Yeah, it's it's not a. It wouldn't count to me, but yeah, it, it guess it kind of counts. Uh, but it, it's just ridiculous. You can't go that long without a tournament appearance. And not then on the top of that, the recruiting isn't there either. So there's Which really no upside to him staying there. I don't understand why. You know, even though. You're not the Duke from Carolina. You're playing in North Carolina area in that whole the South thing, which is basketball. That's all it is. It's basketball. And, you know, I mean, Kinston, that produces a lot of teams. They're mm-hmm. right there in North Carolina. I mean, you got Oak Hill, Virginia. That's not that far away either. And and we can't you can't get recruits there. That, that, that is kind of wild. That's how things have changed. And I wonder if it's the guy or if the program – like slid to this point because it wasn't that long ago. It was 10, 15 years ago. We were getting those guys. Like it, like it wasn't that long ago. State used to get McDonald's all Americans when we were watching basketball actively. Like, it, like, I don't know if it's just the program has been in a lull for, for so damn long, or if it's the guy we have running the program. Um, <clears throat> there's only one of those that we can change with a phone call. And that's to tell, Hey, look, we appreciate your services and wish you the best in your future endeavors. Hope you do well at UNCW in about two years. Yeah, I, I, I think my brother might have something to say about him going back to UNCW. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, it's it's wild. It's just, I, I've never really thought about it like that till you brought it up. But I mean, you're in the heart of basketball country in this area, and you're telling me you can't go get a guy from Kent or a guy from that's a McDonald's All American from. 
That's it's been a while. I, think, I want to say Dennis yeah. Smith was the last uh, McDonald's All-American we had. That's, that's pretty wild to me. And he was there illegal. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was. <laughs> we allegedly paid him. You'll gladly take those losses, those uh, take those wins away. Yeah, no yeah, that thirteen and eighteen season or whatever it was. Yeah, it doesn't count. That, that, that is wild to me. I never thought about it. Like that. Uh, thanks for asking <laughs> yeah. because it is wild. It's crazy. Makes no sense. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm with you. I think that <clears throat> he should get fired if they don't make the tournament this year. I think that he has to go twelve and eight or better in in league play. Yeah. Ten and ten ain't gonna cut it. We've lived on the bubble. You know, two of the last three seasons, not last year, obviously, but we we aren't usually on the we, we have Seth Greenberg syndrome. We aren't on the right side of the bubble. So, yeah. you know, he's got to go 12 and eight or better with a couple of those wins being someone like Duke. Um, and it, I just am not confident that it'll happen. <clears throat> we'll see, though. So but I well, think so he should get fired whether he will. I don't know. So think about this. So you have when you think of three schools that play basketball in North Carolina. This this state because it sure ain't App State. It ain't it ain't really Wake Forest. But they produce. Yeah. I mean I mean they they they've had a ton of coaching turnover, but they're one of those teams that are that are relevant. Mm-hmm. And so but when you think of three schools in North Carolina, if you got to pick three, it's gonna be State, Carolina, and Duke. You're not gonna pick any other. No, I mean we have the second biggest fan base in the state, and it's not even close. So why? So so I guess you're right. It has to be the coach. It has to be what's going on there, to, in order for that not to produce. Because Wake Forest is seems like every year, every two years, they have a different coach every time, mm-hmm. and you know they're they're remaining relevant. They're not they're not making the tournament or anything, but they're up there. Yeah, it's one of those things that it would be crazy for me to expect NC State football to start recruiting five-star talent and the rest be filled out with four stars and only a couple of three stars. That would be crazy. To expect basketball to recruit four- and five-star talent is not crazy. It's happened not that long ago. The fact that we are not doing that anymore, the fact that our recruiting classes, when we do get those commitments – the kids happen to be old enough to, to join the G League or, or jump in the draft. It's happened to us three times in the last four, uh, four to six years. And then we had the number one point guard in the country committed to us as recently as last summer. And now he decommitted. I think he's going to Kentucky. So, you know, you, you got to at some point the buck stops with the head coach. Yeah. Somebody, somebody's got to get an axe, and it's not going to be anybody crazy in the upper level. So you know who it's going to be. And – you know, and he and our, our AD that hired him is no longer our AD. She retired, so you know he's gonna. Um, it's not his guy. Yeah, I, I I I never really have had this thought about this, but it's it's wild to me how you can't get something done. You, you're telling me you can't get a five star recruit out of the state of North Carolina? That's pretty wild. Not anymore. Some something is is amiss uh, in in Raleigh with that because it it, it's a far cry from it. Do what <clears throat> it all goes back to uh, Jim Bavaro selling his soul <laughs> devil for the eighty three title. Well, there there's the um, in two thousand six, like was the time to make a, a splashy hire, and they didn't. They hired they went and kept it in the family. Hired Sidney Lowe. We all know how that turned out. We love him to death. Program legend. 
not a great tenure here as a head coach. But Rick Barnes wanted the job. We didn't hire him. Sean Miller has been quoted as saying that he would have crawled over broken glass to take the job in Raleigh in 2006. It was rumored, and it's, been, it's turned into a bit of a legend these days, that John Calipari had verbally accepted the job and was in Raleigh eating at a pizza place with our AD at the time, Lee Fowler. And then the next day he backs out of it because our AD at the time allegedly made him pay for his own pizza. And he goes, is this the kind of guy I really want to work for? So think about that one too. 2006, John Calipari and Raleigh. Yeah. I, it, it is. <laughs> it's NC state shit, I guess. As, <laughs> yeah. as you guys like to say, um, yeah, it's, it, it's it, alive it, and well. It's wild to me. And I guess now I'm just, I guess I was blind, but now I'm getting open eyes like, <laughs> what's going on in Raleigh? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. We've been trying to figure it out for 40 years. <laughs> there goes my New Year's resolution 20 minutes into the first episode of 2023. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's jump into the pick 'em. Um, we got a pretty good slate of games this week. Absolutely. I, I, uh, when you sent me these, I was like, man, this is good. This is a good uh good pick. And I was like, but some of these have definitely stumped my ass. I'm gonna be straight up with you. Um so st- to kick off this slate, uh we're gonna go with uh, not that far up the road from us. Well, not that far up from me, right there in your backyard. We have uh Duke at NC State tomorrow night. The reason we picked this, you know, we said earlier we were gonna do weekends game, but this is a big in-state rivalry. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot more going on. There's some other games you could probably go with, but this is a North Carolina podcast, and this is a this is a big game um, in the state of North Carolina. Um, Logan, I'm gonna let you get the first pick here, um, and then we'll just alternate like we have been doing on the other podcasts for basketball. There's just so many basketball games, um, but Duke at NC State wins uh, tomorrow night. Um, January 4th, um, who you got? So I'd like to know how healthy Duke is. The smart money is to take Duke minus three right now if if you're a betting man. But I've been to many uh, matchups at PNC between Duke and uh, NC State over the last 11 years. I've seen many a close games, and honestly, I've seen just as many blowouts in terms of NC State blowing out Duke at PNC as I have close games between them at PNC. And it's just something about when the two blue schools come into PNC, it's a sold-out house, and that place becomes one of the loudest arenas you can go to. It won't be for any other game on the schedule, but for those two, it will. The place is going to be nuts. We are playing at home. Probably going to regret this, you know, come tomorrow about 9 o'clock p.m. I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to pick NC State to win this on a hot shooting night from the guards. All three guards, I, I think, are going to need a big shooting night. But I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the pack in in this one, just because I, I've been there too many times to to fully be like, a, there's no shot. Game was a Cameron. There's no shot. But I'm starting to believe a little bit. I um. So me and my brother are going to the Carolina game tomorrow, and we talked about maybe swinging in for at least a half, just buying a cheap ticket and getting in for a little while. Going to that, but I think it'd be too much moving parts, and you got to get out, you got to get all the way to Chapel But I would love to go to this game because I haven't been to one of these games ever. Yeah, I don't know if you'd be able to grab too many cheap tickets for this one. 
Yeah, yeah that's, probably, that's probably the worst one for me to go to. Um, but <clears throat> it's one of those that doesn't really make sense. And we talked about this before we went live. <clears throat> Why is Duke only a three-point favorite? You know, that, that makes <clears throat> no sense to me at all because you, you go by over – Duke's gonna pound you inside, and um and and state right now is pretty beat up inside. Mm-hmm. Um, now do I think state guards if they if they shoot like they did against Kansas and stuff? Sure, they can they can go in there. You're gonna have um you're gonna have the Wolfpack ready to play tomorrow. It's a packed house. They're used to it. Obviously, home court can be a big advantage here. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned most of these Duke players are new, except for Roach. Um, how do they handle a hostile environment? Um, and it really hurt me to say that in PNC. <laughs> I've been to games where it's it's wild. Yeah, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I can't argue with that. <laughs> but um, it's going to be different, and you know, Kay's not there, but. I can't go to sleep tonight and say I didn't pick the Blue Devils. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to go with the Blue it's Devils. A smart pick. I, I'm going to go with the Blue Devils, especially if you went state, so they have to get a game up on you. Um, and we'll have the updated picks next week. <clears throat> we had a couple of weeks where we um, took off, so we got to get those numbers back up. But um, we'll have the updated picks next week. But for right now, I'm going Duke, and you're going State, so we'll see what happens there. That's one discrepancy already on the first freaking game of the slate. Um, And the funny thing is, uh, just for the listeners who don't know this, Jordan is a kiss of death for NC State. If he picks NC State, they typically lose. So Can I change it? (laughs) Too late. I've already entered it in. It's Um, on your card. (laughs) um, Next, we're going to the SEC. Um, it actually really should be a good game. Um, Kentucky versus Alabama at Alabama. Um, when you think of Alabama, you don't really think of basketball. However, this year has been a little different. Um, they've, you know, they beat Carolina and they beat some good teams and they're ranked in the top 10 in basketball, which is kind of wild. It's not fair to me that you got a top 10 football team and a top 10 basketball team. I wish one day I'd know what that's like. Um, I just want a top ten in one of those two. I don't even need to. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little spoiled over here. Um, <laughs> but so I'll go first on this one. Um, I think Kentucky, you know, we talked about Carolina struggling. Kentucky struggled a little bit this year, um, as they usually do here in the beginning, kind of like us. Um when I say us, I just mean me as a fan base, just so my friends don't talk shit about me. I didn't go there, <laughs> and I understand. Um, but, you know, they're 9-4. and four, or, um, I mean, so they're they're struggling. It's not a Kentucky by any by their standards. Um, but I'm going to have to go with the home favorite here. We don't pick spreads because it's a week on the way, and we don't have that stuff available right now. Um, I'll have those up on my at Colcans pick them as the week goes on. But um, those are not available on a Tuesday night um, when the game's on Saturday. But I'm going with Alabama to beat Kentucky because Kentucky struggles on the road a little bit, and it's tough to go anywhere on the road. So I'm going to go with Alabama. 
All right, this one for Bama. <clears throat> I'm with you on that. I don't believe in this Kentucky team. I've watched a couple of their games this year. They're not a bad team, but they've been a little streaky. And this hasn't been the Kentucky team of five, six years ago for Cal. Um, I also have become lately a believer in Nate Oates. So I think he's going to be a good pickup for a a, a more traditional basketball school at some point. Uh, Give me roll tide on this one. All right. So next we got the uh, big 12 fun. Um, We got Kansas at West Virginia. That's another one that's, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, what the hell is going on? Because you got Kansas, top three in the nation, but they're going on the road. And I'm sorry, but West Virginia's a tough place to play. Um, it's it's all of these are everywhere you're gonna have, every game we're gonna have at so and so is gonna be a tough place to play. Just college basketball. Um, you got Kansas at West Virginia. I think right now, as we talk about it, uh, Kansas is down to Texas Tech. And to be honest, this is the only reason. Well, actually, you're up first, so I'll let you go ahead. I don't want to. I don't want to. I didn't want to give you the information. Let you make the so you go ahead. <laughs> so I, I ha- I'm not super familiar with this year's West Virginia team, but from what I re- remember reading, I think <laughs> all those qualifiers in there. Let me get uh, recently. What you remember reading? You think? Yeah. I think, yeah. So, what a warning label. Don't trust me on this one, but. I feel like West Virginia got in some uh, quality transfers this year, and they were saying that this is uh, is this the bounce back team for Bob Huggins? Based on a very not credible source of information on Twitter that I was reading probably at one in the morning, some point recently, I'm saying yes, it is, and I'm going with the Mountaineers because Kansas has gotten by with a, a couple of a few close games lately, and they're, by God, they're not doing it in West Virginia. Uh, give me the give me the Mountaineers. That is an interesting pick. And, you know, now I'm going to go with my information that I know a little bit. Um, Kansas is currently, as we speak, down to Texas Tech at Texas Tech. So the reason I'm going Kansas is I don't see them losing back to back if they lose this game. So I'm going to go with Kansas to beat West Virginia because I think they're too good. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not going to be surprised if that happens because you go to Morgantown and, you know, it's, it's tough. It's Bob Huggins, like you said. And it for some reason, man, I, I like him. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I really don't have a good reason. I, I don't have a reason at all, but I do like Bob Huggins. Um, and I guess I really can't say I hate Bill Self either. Um, but I, I think that Kansas wins this ballgame. I think they're better. I don't think they – if they lose to Texas Tech, which they, they might. They It's a tough environment there. Um, I, I think that – Kansas is not going to lose back-to-back, so that's fine. All right, so next up, we go back to the ACC. We have two ACC games uh, in a row. Um, we're going to go with Notre Dame at Carolina. <clears throat> I don't know when I signed up for season tickets why I didn't pick this game. I really kind of wish I did now. But um, anyways, Notre Dame at Carolina in Chapel Hill. Um, Notre Dame, Mike Bray. Uh, Duke disciple there under K um, <laughs> guy that just drives me crazy because he doesn't like, let's look professional, man. Come on, you know, put on a tie or something. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. The way he looks just bothers me. I mean, I, I if I was a coach, I'd like to be comfortable, but 
after seeing Roy and the rest of these coaches, it's like, come on, dress up a little bit. Um, but Notre Dame at North Carolina, I think for some reason, it's just Notre Dame, for whatever reason, is going to go off from three. They always do against Carolina, and it bothers the hell out of me. So I'm going to go with Notre Dame to actually win this game, and it's going to really hurt my feelings. So give me, yep, give me the Fighting Irish over North Carolina this weekend. Maybe I'm just trying to say it so it doesn't happen. See where you don't like the way Mike Bray dresses and carries himself. I absolutely love it. He looks like the drunk uncle who has ties to the mobs with his hair slicked back, who shows up in his uh, Pontiac Firebird with a uh, not one to spill his driving whiskey. I'm here for that. Um, Mike Bray, like you said, he he was a longtime K assistant for a while. I I just don't believe that they're going to win in Chapel Hill. I think UNC is going to feed Baycott. And they're going to get it done. And UNC is also, I think, a little closer to being back than Jordan does. So I think you're going to get a uh, have a have a decent crowd and a uh, good game against the Fighting Irish. Um, yeah, maybe it's just the whole Duke tie that really drives me crazy. Maybe it's not even the way. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I need to see it there. I'm anti dressing up most of the time. Yeah, me too. Because if I could walk around in sweatpants and a hoodie every day of the week, I'd be good to go. Weddings, weddings should be sweatpants and hoodies. The weddings um, are like one of the few times that I'm pro dressing up. You like to get dressed up every once in a while for a wedding. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty pro dressing up at a wedding. Every other time, work, going anywhere else, not really. But is it a wedding or a funeral? Because I'm yeah, some say wedding. it's a death of a single man. Yeah, well, as I say that, as I have a wedding coming up this coming <laughs> year. Um, sorry, I hope my fiance's not listening. But anyway, I do, <laughs> uh, I do think that a lot of fighting hours went out when, and once again, we have another one that we disagree on. Um, we'll keep it in ACC here. We'll go your wolf puppies uh, at Castle Coliseum against Virginia Tech. Tough place to play, Logan. Um, it's your turn to pick this one. Um, what do you think about this matchup we have? Go pack, but they lose. If I'm mm. picking them to beat Duke, there's no way they're winning two in a row and they ain't winning in Castle. Um, <laughs> like th- this is a prime for a letdown game if they beat Duke. And even if they don't beat Duke, it's prime for a cold shooting night on the road in a tough environment. Um, Hokies take care of business and it's going to, I don't think it'd be particularly close. Mm. I, um, I'm actually going to have to agree with you here. I think uh, for whatever reason, uh, Virginia Tech plays great there. Um, it's just, I don't know why it's so difficult to play that. I really don't have a reason, but it is. It seems, it seems like teams that go there, their hopes die. I, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't get what goes on in that place. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm going to go with Virginia Tech to win – this game, and uh, I, I don't know, it drives me crazy. I'm glad that Buzz Williams is not there anymore, correct? Yeah. Is he, he's not there, right? No, 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 he's not. Uh, what's his name? Mike Young from Wofford. Yeah. Oh, Wofford, that's right. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Buzz Williams, no one really pisses me he's off. He's at Texas A&M, I believe, right now. That's why they're struggling. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you on that. 
All right, so let's go to the conference with conference with Rutgers, as you yeah. and your miserable and reckless crew call it. Um, Michigan at Michigan State. Um, little little rivalry action here early. Little, mm-hmm. little battle for Michigan. Um, you went first last time. It's my pick here. This is one of those that I was like, the the, the next three, including this one, I was like, dude, what is going on? Because I I could never make my mind up with this. Um, I was looking at who they played, um, and I'm gonna go with Sparty here, just because I like Izzo a lot better than I like Howard, and just the hell with Michigan for the shit they started when they played Carolina the other week, and so I'm going with Michigan State. Maybe it'll be a whiteout. Sometimes it is there when them two play each other, and I think that makes a difference. So I'm gonna go with Michigan State. You know. <clears throat> I'm pretty anti-University of, insert state name here, schools. I'm pretty pro-land-grant universities that uh, tend to be engineering, agriculture schools. So I'm going with Michigan State. I like Tom Izzo a lot better than uh, Jawan Howard. I like Michigan State a lot more than University of Michigan. I get so annoyed by Michigan fans because Michigan fans are just like UNC fans. They're just like Virginia fans. Like The Carolina way is essentially the same mindset that Michigan have about them being quote unquote Michigan men. I'm out on that. Give me the land grant university, the university of the people, Michigan state. Also, they had a brawl with the Michigan state, Michigan players beat the hell out of the Michigan state player. Right. Is that right. Or is it the other way around? I can't remember. Anyway, um, I, I, I'm pretty sure the Michigan football team beat the hell out of Michigan state. So for that, I think they get a little revenge. That's another reason I'm pick. Um. All right, so we're going to the SEC. This isn't football anymore, though. Just to be clear, it's uh, definitely basketball. We got Arkansas at Auburn, and ironically, our only ranked matchup, I believe, of this pick'em, where both teams are in the top twenty-five. You are correct. You are correct. Now, you know, I've I've watched, I've watched Arkansas, and I've watched Auburn. And, you know, you got Bruce Pearl over there, and I have no idea who you have in Kansas. I mean, Arkansas. But um, – Arkansas. Arkansas. Close enough. <laughs> but it's it's going to be a good matchup. So, Logan, I'm actually seeing it. This one I really don't know. So, I'm going to take a page. I took – oh, I did it earlier. <clears throat> I took a page out of my older brother's playbook. When he can't pick a game and he gave up by the end of the football season on miserable and reckless started doing this for every game. I left it up for the coin to decide. And the coin told me Auburn. So mm. this one, I, I really just was like, I, I have no idea what to do. So the coin gave me the whole team, the home team. I'm going to do a little look up real quick because so if I'm not wrong, which I'm usually not wrong, just for everybody listening. Um, is Selena still listening? I don't know if she'd like that one too much. Yeah, she might not. She <laughs> might. She might. She might tend to disagree. Um, I think that um, Auburn just lost at home, and I don't know if that happened. Let's see here. Because yep, no, they won. They beat Florida, and they sure did. All right, well, never mind. Now my picks really. Now I really don't know what to pick. Um. Arkansas is a good team, and they've played 
they they tend to always be around tournament time. You know, they always find a way in. They usually make a little bit of noise. They probably they always make it usually to about that second weekend. Yeah, things about their top. Nineteen ninety four national champions. Well, other than that, that was apparently not in the modern era. Nope. Uh, by my sake, and say you. Um, I still think of the 90s as modern era, sorry. Um, <laughs> but um, Auburn is not, when I watched them play Florida, they were not what I was really expecting Auburn to be. They, they usually hit the three pretty well. And um, they didn't that much. And Arkansas is more of a grinded out type deal. So I'm going to actually go with Arkansas to beat Auburn at Auburn. That's my pick. What say, Mr. Speaker? Oh, I already gave my pick. Oh, it was Auburn. Man. Sorry, Natalie Light's getting up. <laughs> we've, uh, we've got a lot of differences this week. Yeah, I think that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. I always like disagreeing with you, no matter what. It's always fun. Oh, yeah. We've disagreed since we were in elementary school. So yep. it's always, always interesting. And I'm hoping one day we'll get to all do a live um, live cast, maybe the Duke-Carolina game, something like that. That would be fun. That would be fun. I know that you don't have a good record. Oh, I'm over for any time I've ever watched a, a Duke-Carolina game with a anybody that's pulling for Carolina. It's like it's always been a loss. Too like for Duke loses Carolina. Even on your birthday weekend that weekend in Wilmington, mm-hmm. that was fun. And the ACC tournament, the one in Wilmington, my birthday weekend in Raleigh that you guys were present for at Bowstring. Ah, um, yes. yes, yeah, lost that one too. Um, so here we go again. Another conference of Rutgers, Ohio State at Maryland. Um, it was so I made my pick. And in the football aspect, here we go again. Saying the word <laughs> um, about state Maryland because I was like, you know what, I can't pick those traitors. You know, I can't pick those guys that uh, that were terrible and just left us as a as a charter member of the ACC. You know, you, I, I I don't know. They sold out. I didn't like. They it. did. They did. They went where they were. They went to go secure the bag. Is what it was. Isn't that kind of ironic as me as a New York Yankees fan that I'm upset at? Oh, very ironic. Very (laughs) ironic. As you wear your Baltimore Orioles shirt. (laughs) Um, But Ohio State has been a little bit better than I thought they were going to be. They actually do have a stretch four that is wild for me that can hit three um, with them. And they have some good guard play. But it's at Maryland. We both know how weird – Maryland fans can be and how obnoxious they can be. They're like Um, Philly football fans. They're pretty rough. Um, So I'm going to have to go with Maryland here winning on the home. Um, I don't really love it, but, you know, I I, I just – I hate picking Maryland in anything just because the way they left ACC. But I think they're a better team and – I think at home makes a big difference with that fan base. So I'm going to go with Maryland to win that game. I'm with you on this. I've seen a couple of Maryland games this year. Maryland looks like a pretty good team. They were ranked in the top 15 at one point this year. I know that I believe they've since fallen out of the top 25, but if it's still called what it was in 2006, I don't know if it is, but the Comcast center, I remember being a tough place to play. And so I'm going to have to go with the twerps. I mean, the Terps to win this game over the Buckeyes. (laughs) 
So um, it'll be a, another conference with Rutgers win for uh, Maryland Terrapin, uh, Terrapins. Same Twerpins. thing. Yeah, I, um, so was wild. So they got their ass beat by UCLA. I mean, they got their ass beat in at Maryland, and it kind of, even though I put money on Maryland, it made me feel good because I was like, <laughs> you know what? Good. I'm glad you got your ass beat there. Um, I doubt it's called Comcast Center. I have no idea. But yeah, I have no idea. I just remember that's what it was back in the day. <laughs> back when it was ACC Sunday Night Hoops. Yeah, Gravis oh, Vasquez was still playing. <laughs> Doing the um, shimmy after he buried his third straight three and four possessions against Duke. Uh, something about Maryland just drives me crazy. But um, anyway, those are our picks. Um, like I said, please leave a link about it. And if you guys have anybody listening has a game that we haven't mentioned that you would like to um, get our thoughts on or honestly just tell us if our picks fucking suck, just tell us. Um but uh, I, I would like to interact with somebody about this these picks or if we missed a game and you would like to get a thought on, um, you can message us on Twitter. Mine's at Cold Cans Pick'em. Logan's yours at Cold Can Sports, correct? Correct. And so um, talk to us, DM us, tweet us. It doesn't really matter. We're always available. We always have our phone in the pocket like the rest of the world does. Um, so we'll be glad to get back with you on that one. Um, and we can guarantee you that if you go to the Spotify and the Apple podcast description and you click the link, that'll say click here to leave a voicemail. It will work this time. Uh, we are now working with speakpipe.com slash cold cans. Click that link. Follow that link. It's real easy for you. You click the big button that says record. You speak your piece into the microphone. You click end. You click send. Bada bing, bada boom, bada bang. We have the voicemail. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. If it's appropriate enough, we'll play it on the podcast. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to our first fan interaction that we still haven't had yet. Um, so please, somebody say something. Just go tell us to fuck ourselves. It'll be all right with me. <laughs> yeah, that actually would be pretty funny. We might even play that one. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm interested to see how these turn out because we uh, we have four four of the seven <laughs> games we pick differently. So and three of last <clears throat> three of the last time we were on the air, at least three, I think we did have. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little different than all the chalk we had in football. Yeah, it's it's a little different with all those games going on and you know stuff like that and and home home courts a little different I think. And, oh, definitely. Uh, and basketball though is a little bit of football, but um, I'm glad to I'm glad to go ahead and get this started. I'm, I'm ready for this next year, and hopefully everybody else is ready to listen. And we're gonna have a good year, I hope, with the uh, tailgate season. Hell yeah, brother. It's going to be a big year on the Coke Hands Network. Big year here on Tailgate Season. We'll be having more picks, more conversation for you. Like we said, reach out to us. Let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about. We like to rank things. Uh, I love to write blog articles ranking things. So we anything you want us to rank, anything you want us to draft, anything you want us to discuss, uh, we're open to suggestions from the listeners out there. So uh, reach out to us about that. Um, give us five stars and a great review. Share it with your friends. It's available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This tailgate season, tailgate S-Z-N. Um, and you can find the podcast there. Check out the website, coldcansnetwork.com. Uh, we have blog articles and merch available, hats, T-shirts, what have you, all available on coldcansnetwork.com. Uh, for this episode of Tailgate Season, where it's always a bad day to be a beer, I'm Logan sitting here with Jordan. We'll see you next time.